From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. I'm your host, Molly Bloom, and you're listening to Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today, two iconic video game characters take the stage. In one corner, we've got a yellow thunder mouse known for packing an electrified punch. And in the other, we've got a mighty mustachioed plumber known for giant jumps. That's right, folks. It's Pikachu versus Mario. Who will win this Smash Boom battle? Pikachu, everyone's favorite Pokemon companion? Or Mario, that family-friendly handyman who loves his coins? With such a marvelous match, it's hard to say. Lucky for us, Corbin from Layton, Utah, is here to help us decide. Hi, Corbin. Hi, Molly. So, Corbin, when I say Pikachu, what comes to mind? This little uh, mouse dude who can fire lightning out of his tail. Have you watched Pokemon or do you play any of the games? Yeah, I saw the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie. That was that was pretty good. And I also play some Pokemon games like Pokemon Go. So you are very familiar. And what about Mario? You got the Italian plumber with his overalls and his red hat. Just, you know, defeating Bowser. And have you played Mario games yourself? Yeah, I got Mario Odyssey on my Nintendo Switch. And there's a Mario movie coming out in 2022, I think. Mm, Mario, Pikachu, they're both iconic. So do you, would you say that you already think one of these characters is cooler than the other? I mean, I mean, not really. I'm, I'm not really biased. I like them both. Then let's get to it. Here to take a stand for Team Pikachu, it's radio producer and Pokemon trainer, David Ja. Hi, David. Hi, Molly. Hi, Corbin. So, David, in a single sentence, why is Pikachu the smash boom best? Well, Pikachu is fun furry, a faithful friend, and the greatest Pokemon ever created. So, Very persuasive. And here to represent Mario, it's podcast pro and Mario maven, Christina Lopez. Hi, Christina. Hey, Molly. What's going on? We're so happy you're here. In one sentence, why is Mario so much cooler than Pikachu? Whether it's your friends, your family, or the friends that have become your family, Mario brings us all together. Oh, heartwarming. All right, let's review the rules of the game. We'll start with the Declaration of Greatness. Each team will have a chance to sling facts, tell stories, and use laughter and logic to make a compelling case for their side. Then they'll each have 30 seconds to make a rip-roaring rebuttal and tear their opponent's declaration apart. Next up, we've got the Micro Round, where our debaters will deliver a comedic sketch, monologue, or scenes they've prepared in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, an improvisational round where our debaters will respond to wacky challenges on the spot. And to close out the debate, we've got the final six. Each team will have just six words to make a closing argument for their side. Our judge, Corbin, will award one point for his favorite declaration, one point for the best rebuttal, and one point for the winner of each round after that. He gets to decide on the criteria he'll use to award each point, and he won't tell us who he's voting for until the end of the show. Listeners, you should judge too. Mark down your points and head to our website, smashboom.org, to vote for the team you think won. Okay, Jumpman, Zappy, and Corbin, are you ready to rumble? Yeah! Yes! Let's rumble. Let's do it! <laughs> then it's time for the Declaration of Greatness. 
Our debaters here will present electrifying arguments and show-stopping facts for their sides. We flipped a coin, and David, you're up first. Give us your declaration of greatness for Choo Choo, a.k.a. Sparky, a.k.a. the yelliest yellow rodent of them all, Pikachu. Greetings, fellow Pokemon trainers, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. Allow me to tell you a little bit more about this amazing place. It's filled with fantastical creatures called Pokemon, wild animals with incredible powers. Pokemon like Squirtle, the turtle, can learn to surf. Squirtle! And others like Charmander, the lizard Pokemon, can breathe fire. Charmander! Us humans are here to catch Pokemon to keep as pets. Some even train our Pokemon to compete in epic Pokemon battles to find out who can train the strongest Pokemon in the world. Oh, and fun fact, most Pokemon aren't able to speak to humans, but they are able to say their own names. Squirtle, Squirtle! 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 Okay, that's enough, guys. Now, of all the hundreds of Pokemon in existence, I'm here to tell you about the most special Pokemon of all. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Pikachu! It's Pikachu! The mouse Pokemon! Standing at an adorable 1 foot 4 inches, it's got yellow fur, red cheeks, long ears, and a tail shaped like a thunderbolt. Come on, I'm sure you've seen one before. Pikachu's the most famous Pokemon in the world. And why is Pikachu so awesome? Well, first off, it's powerful. A Pikachu can electrify its adversaries. It builds up power in its little red cheeks and then lets it out in a devastating thunderbolt attack. It's also super fast and can take opponents by surprise with its quick attack. But Pikachu won't just keep you safe with its awesome powers. It's also the best friend anybody could ask for. In the wildly popular Pokemon TV show, the main character is a trainer named Ash Ketchum. I'm Ash Ketchum. I came from Palatown in the Kanto region. Ash's first Pokemon and best friend is Pikachu, and they've gone on adventures together for over 900 episodes. Pikachu and Ash have been best pals for almost 25 years, exploring the world and catching all types of rare Pokemon together. 25 years? Now that's a relationship built on trust. And get this, Trainers usually use these little devices called Pokeballs to catch and store their Pokemon. But Pikachu loves Ash so much, it never stays inside its Pokeball because it would rather hang out with Ash all the time. Real friends are always there when you need them, unlike some disappearing plumbers I know. But if all that's not enough for you, get this. Pikachu is super famous. Pikachu is the face of one of the greatest series of all time. There are 22 animated Pokemon movies, and even a live-action one featuring Ryan Reynolds as a talking Pikachu. The Pokemon television show has been airing since 1997. There are almost 10,000 Pokemon trading cards and 122 Pokemon video games. And did you know Pokemon is actually the highest-grossing franchise of all time? It's worth an estimated $95 billion, more than Marvel, Star Wars, and Mickey Mouse. I mean, $95 billion? That's like almost an entire Jeff Bezos. Oh, oh, sorry. Am I embarrassing you? Okay, let's move on then. My final point is probably the most important one of all. Pikachu is just downright cute. I mean, super cute. Like, scientifically cute. 
Research has shown that humans identify cuteness with big eyes, chubby cheeks, small chins, and a high head-to-body ratio. It's why babies look so adorable to us. And Pikachu has all of those traits. It's cuteness overload. I mean, it even has bright red cheeks for crying out loud. And more than that, looking at cute things will literally make you happier. That's because when we identify cute things, it activates the mesocorticolimbic system of our brains, which makes us feel euphoric. Like, really good. To our brains, Pikachu is really just a lovable yellow baby with big ears that makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. As the Japanese say, kawaii ne? So why is Pikachu the Smash Boom best? Because Pikachu is the best Pokemon ever. And Pokemon is one of the greatest stories ever told. Who else could be your thunder-shocking, cute-oozing, superstar best friend? If it comes down to this cuddly, furry ball of electric fun, or some weird mustache plumber who eats random mushrooms he finds growing in the sewer pipes, I think there really is no choice at all here. Pikachu, I choose you. Oh, an adorable, versatile argument for Pikachu. Corbin, what stood out to you in David's Declaration of Greatness? Yeah, I, I really liked when he said that Pikachu is scientifically the cutest thing, you know, just using science to drive home a point. David bringing the facts. All right, Christina, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to super smash David's argument, and your time starts now. Okay, so you talked a lot about how powerful Pikachu is, but the truth is Game Theory pointed out that his level of experience is 60 at best. And in a season 14, episode one of Pokemon, he actually lost to a level five Snivy. And this was after beating uh, other Pokemon and championship levels that were twice as twice his power level so he's he's powerful but he doesn't really know how to use it and he's losing to level five you know pokemon and then he also refuses to evolve you know it's like having a friend from elementary school and you're and in middle school now time. and you, you, they're babyish <laughs> <laughs> oh man the fact that he doesn't evolve is part of his charm christina i just i don't know if i want to hang out with someone who you know part of growing up is learning to be yourself while also evolving <laughs> you don't want to be forever young i i, I don't want to age and he's a rodent that's my last point but that was after after the buzzer. That's fair. Well, Christina, I know you have many more thoughts to share, <laughs> and it's your turn now. Tell us why Marvelous Mustachioed Mario deserves the title of Smash Boom Best. I first met Mario when I was five. I'd watch my older brother Steven play Super Mario World on his Super NES for hours. He made it clear I was not allowed to touch the Super NES, but when he'd go out for a little Brooklyn basketball... I play my heart out. And you know what? He always knew. Tina, did you touch my Super NES? This console is hot and I haven't been home for hours. Yes, I'm sorry. It's okay. You can ask me and we'll play together, okay? Okay! I couldn't help it. Mario's games just draw you in. On the surface, he's just a friendly Italian plumber with a bushy mustache and bright blue overalls. But in reality, Mario is a true renaissance man, which means he's good at a ton of things. He battles apes, turtles, and whatever Goombas are. He's racing around in go-karts, plays golf and baseball. He helps us solve puzzles, compose music, make art. 
and invites us to a party with him in a game aptly titled Mario Party. (laughs) When you play a Mario game, it does feel like a party, one where Mario is the host and everyone's invited, even the Goombas. A plucky young Nintendo staff artist named Shigeru Miyamoto invented the first version of Mario in the early 1980s. Mario's original name was Jumpman. At least that's what he was called in the game Donkey Kong, where he tries to rescue a princess from a big, angry ape. A few sequels and spin-offs later, Mario changed video games forever with the 1985 classic Super Mario Bros. This game introduced Mario's power-ups from growing tall after eating a mushroom, to fireball flower power, to that magic star that makes him totally invincible whenever he touches it. I'd love to see Pikachu try to use his electric powers when Mario is in Starman mode. Let's see how well that goes. Hideo Kojima, the creator of the epic Metal Gear Solid games, said Super Mario Brothers is equivalent to the Big Bang of our gaming universe. If it were not for this blindingly spectacular creation, digital entertainment as we know it today would not exist. By the way, did you know Mario was actually a carpenter in Donkey Kong? He became a plumber when they moved game locations to the sewers of New York. His creator, Miyamoto, told NPR in an interview that it was important to the character. My vision of Mario has always been that he's sort of representative of everyone. He's kind of a blue-collar hero. And so that's why we chose these roles for him that were things like carpenters and plumbers. See? Mario's just like us. A normal guy trying to save a kidnapped princess from a giant beast! Forty years after he was introduced to the world, Mario is still slaying. He's appeared in over 200 games, made billions of dollars, starred in television, books, manga, and a live-action movie. But, um, we don't talk about that. Mario is so loved all over the world that in 2016, Japan's prime minister dressed up not as Pikachu, mind you, but as Mario to promote the upcoming Summer Olympics in Tokyo. And Mario's sounds and music? Iconic! It's been sampled by some major stars like BTS, Thundercat, Charlie XCX. He even gets shoutouts from fellow New York rappers like Cardi B. But for me, Mario stands out because he welcomes you into his fun and creative world like a good friend. In his games, you're never really alone. He's got tons of friends who want to hang out with you, like Daisy and Toad and Yoshi. And just like Dom in the Fast and Furious franchise, Mario is all about the family. That's why you always see him hanging out with his little brother, Luigi. And whether you're fighting with your sibling for a turn at the controller, or fighting alongside them to vanquish King Koopa's evil empire, Everyone has a Luigi and everyone has a Mario in their life. When you fire up a Mario game, you're a part of the family too. Speaking of which, it looks like my brother's calling me. Hold on, it must be important. Tina, did you take my Nintendo Switch? Uh, uh, yes. Come on now, you know you can just ask. 
I'm sorry. Look, I'll bring it back after I'm finished with this debate. Good, because the girls and their cousins want to play Mario Kart. Mario Kart! Mario Kart! Mario Kart! I'll be there soon to play with you. Okay, see you soon, Luigi. Bye, Mario. See, besides innovating the video game industry and massive financial success, Mario brings people of all generations together. Christina, keeping it in the family. I love it. So heartwarming. <laughs> All right, Corbin, what stood out to you about Christina's declaration of greatness? Oh, what stood out to me was the fact that like Mario is kind of like the, the the puzzle piece to video games. Like he's kind of the one who started all, made video games popular. Okay, David, it's time for your 30-second rebuttal. Target Team Mario's weaknesses with your static. And your time starts now. Okay, well, I obviously have a few problems with what Christina said. I I think ultimately Mario is just this sort of patriarchal, tired tale of a princess named Peach who needs a man, a common man named Mario, to come save her because she she can't help herself and she keeps getting lost uh, and she keeps needing saving and it just goes on and on and over and over and over again for generations and it's just it's just kind of boring. I mean, I feel like gameplays wise, you're just jumping on turtles' heads and Goombas or whatever, whereas you could be catching <laughs> magnificently rare Pokemon on and battling them time okay <laughs> you know i believe in people's freedom and i don't believe in catching anybody but that's just me well it's a symbiotic relationship <laughs> let's put it that way <laughs> Ooh, this is a tough decision corbin but it's time to award your first two points one for your favorite declaration of greatness and one for the best rebuttal as you make your decisions, remember that you get to decide the criteria you're using to judge. Was one debater a better storyteller? Did one drop more epic facts? Award both points, but don't tell us who you're voting for. Have you made your decisions? Yep. Christina and David, how are you feeling so far? Electric. I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for a quick break. Throw your Pokeball around. Bop some Goombas, whatever you need to do. And we'll be right back with some more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to raging rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Hey, Debate Heads, it's me, Nance. Usually I deliver mail, but Taylor Lincoln and Todd Douglas had a fallacy fallout. So, I'm taking over. Tell Todd I won't speak to him until he apologizes for calling me a bad friend. You tell Taylor that I'm not speaking to her until she apologizes to me for being a bad friend. We are on the air. Hey, debate heads. This reminds me of other sweeping general statements I overheard on my route through the Magic Kingdom. Listen to this. Yoo-hoo, Cinderella. Yes, Harry Godmother? It's time to go to the bippity-boppity-ball. Put on these glass slippers I made you. Thank you, but Fairy Godmother, these are very uncomfortable and kind of hard to walk in. I can't wear them. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Remember, the king loves his hard, heavy crown and those bulky, difficult robes. <laughs> I couldn't tell you why, but royal people just love uncomfortable fashion. <laughs> Oh, it seems you both have something to say. Yes, I spotted a logical fallacy. I did too. 
The fairy godmothers said royals love uncomfortable fashion. Just because the king likes to wear some uncomfortable things... Doesn't mean all royalty likes that stuff. Yeah, that's a hasty generalization. That's right. And when we argue, I mean debate, and make hasty generalizations, we are drawing big conclusions based on insufficient evidence. Some examples? How about when I told you you're a bad friend, Taylor? I was responding to one thing you said when really you've been a good friend to me for a long time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being preoccupied with my phone and calling you jealous. I I, I should be more aware of your feelings. After all, you're the marshmallow to my hot chocolate. Aw, you're the paper to my mache. Oh, you too. You're going to make me cry. I'm so glad you made up. Glad for you and glad for me. Hosting is hard. We'll see you next time on State of Debate. Smash. Smash. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your Judge Corbin. One of my favorite things about this show is all the amazing debate ideas we get from listeners like you. Check out this awesome debate suggestion from Reed in Collegeville, Pennsylvania. My debate idea is thunder versus lightning. Sounds like a striking debate. We'll check back with Reed at the end of his episode to see which side he thinks should win. And now, it's back to the debate of the day, Pikachu versus Mario. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro round. This challenge is called Be My Roommate. David and Christina, we've asked you to write up a listing describing your current digs and personal habits along with what you're looking for in a potential roomie. David went first last time, so Christina, you're up. Let's hear your winning roommate listing for Mario. Hey, it's a me! Looking for a roommate to join me in my three-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment in Brooklyn, New York. I'm a 24-year-old carpenter, plumber, musician, doctor, kart racing artist, and I live with my little bro who does the same stuff as me. We're just two friendly guys who love parkour and know all the best food spots in the neighborhood, especially Italian. We also play the floor is lava a lot to keep us agile. Cause hey, you never know when you might need to save a princess, you know? Plus, because my brother and I moonlight as plumber carpenters, we save a lot of coin on utilities and repairs. So you can flush all your worries about that down the drain. Finally, you gotta be okay with parties. You just, you just gotta. We have a lot of friends across various dimensions and when we're not working, we're having him over for a good time. <laughs> Work hard, play hard. Am I right? Oh, and don't touch the mushrooms in the fridge. Otherwise, you'll be a big problem. <laughs> Delightful. All right, David, let's hear how Pikachu might try to impress a new roommate. As Pikachu's human translator, I'm here to say that this adorable 16-inch ball of fun is looking for a roommate. Pikachu is a super conscientious little monster to live with. They may be a rodent, but they are not a pest. Enjoy huge savings on your power bill, because Pikachu can supply all the electricity you guys will ever need. Ever feel lonely after a bad day? Don't worry, 
Pikachu's not the type to hide in its Pokeball, there's always time for a little human Pokemon cuddling session. Need a friend you can trust with a secret? Great news! Pikachu is a great secret keeper! I mean, they can't really say any words besides their own name, so go ahead and just confide your heart out. Uh, Pikachu would also like to add, you must be fur friendly and forgiving of accidental thundershocks. <laughs> Useful, potentially dangerous. Corbin, what stood out to you in our debaters' micro rounds? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'd love to stay in an apartment where it's a party all the time. And I would love not to have to pay a power bill. It's a tough choice again. It's time to award a point, though. Think about, you know, did someone make you laugh? Who sounds like a more appealing roommate? It's up to you. Yeah, I mean, you could live with a rat. Oh, that's (laughs) discriminatory. (laughs) Corbin, have you made your decision? Yep. Awesome. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy (laughs) sneak attack. Our sneak attack today is... Raid my fridge. We want you to give us a tour of your kitchen and describe what food and drinks you have stocked up and or what leftovers remain. Are you a health nut? Do you like certain styles of cuisine? We'll give you each one minute to respond. Sound good? Okay, sounds good. Yeah. 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 All right. Before we dive in, we'll give you a few minutes to brainstorm. While you work, we'll listen to some chill hold music. Zip zap, it's Pika attack. Choose a mouse, not a rat. Here's to friendships that were built to last. Mario jumps, swings, and rolls. Loves his pals, Yoshi and Toad. Race you to the end of Rainbow Road. All right, David, you're up. Tell us what little Pika is eating. Okay, because Pikachu is a mouse, most of its diet consists of fruits and vegetables. We've got some pokey kibble on the top shelf, always important, brown, nutritious, like bread and butter. We have some Napa cabbages, we have peaches, we have Japanese rice cakes, we've got mochi balls for dessert, and some Miltank milk from Miltank, the cow milk Pokemon. Uh, We're also drinking electrolytes, so there's some Gatorade in there too. Perfect. (laughs) Great. All right, Christina, it's your turn. What kind of foods does Mario munch on? Okay, so I imagine Mario gets a lot of cuts from like helping people out with like carpenter or plumber stuff. So in return, these restaurants give him a lot of like leftovers and like good foods. So I imagine he has like pizza from the best Brooklyn pizzeria, whether it's whether it's Joe's or Lombardi's in Manhattan. He has a cheesecake from Juniors. He's got some uh, Italian food from Spumoni Gardens. I'm a Brooklynite, so I know these places. He's got a couple Nathan (laughs) hot dogs. Um, But he also lives with Luigi, who you guys know is a little bit lankier. You know, I think he watches his figure a little bit more. So there's also like a lot of Mediterranean diet stuff, like salmon and different kinds of fruits and veggies and a lot of olive oil kind of things. Um, So I think it's a mix of, if you, you can run into some healthy stuff but you also can indulge with mario lovely sounds delicious both fridges sound well stocked and nutritious corbin think about which side really wowed you here and give that team a point but don't tell us who's getting it have you marked down your point yes excellent then it's time for our very last round the final six christina you're up 
Move Corbin with six final words about Mario, the jumping genius. Oh, boy. Okay, here's my best shot. (laughs) Mario is fun for any family. Very nice. All right, David, your turn. You've got six words to shock Corbin with Pikachu's perfection. All right, here we go. Little yellow mouse, big bad thunderbolt. Mm, very thought-provoking. Okay, this has been a smashing battle. Put down your controllers, turn off your TVs, because it's time to crown one of these pop cultural icons, the smash, boom, best. Have you awarded your point, Corbin? Yes, yes. Are you ready to declare a winner? I am, I am. All right, drum roll, please. And the winner is... Pikachu. Yes! Oh, man. Number Ooh. one. Badge acquired. I'll, I'll 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 see you. I'll see you next game. No, no, I'm just kidding. So, can you walk us through your decision making process? Was there a moment that really drove it home for Pikachu? I really liked the micro round for Pikachu. That was that was that was probably my favorite part. Sounded like you're the roommate you'd like to live with. Yeah, he's always friendly. He's always you know he's he's got your power bill. You don't gotta pay for that. Mm. Thought that was clever. You're I don't know. It was judge. so hard. It's really tough. David and Christina both did so well. Christina personally is like the most inclusive and nice person I've ever met. So that makes her awesome, A. And then B, the thing with Mario is, like she said, Mario did kind of pave the way for Pokemon to happen, especially with the video game. So in a big sense, without Mario, the Pokemon games may not have blown up the way they did. So... A lot of kudos to Mario. We do owe them big props. I mean, who doesn't love Pikachu? Honestly, I was one of the people who had Pokemon uh, Game Boy games when I was growing up. So I could totally understand the electrifying performance that David uh, infused his knowledge with uh, to really lure in, you know, the Pokemon gang on this one. So well done, David. I appreciate that, Christina. The Mario fam is eternal as well. (laughs) I also love Mario. We both represented your side so well, it was a very tough decision for Corbin today. But that's it for today's debate battle. Corbin crowned Pikachu the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think should win. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and American Public Media. It's produced by Rosie DuPont, Sandin Totten, Ruby Guthrie, and Molly Bloom. We had engineering help from Veronica Rodriguez and Roddy Nickpour. And we had production help from Christina Lopez, Mark Sanchez, and Manica Wilhelm. Rosie DuPont is the voice of our hold music, and our announcer is Marley Feuerwerker Otto. We want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross and Taylor Kaufman. Christina, is there anyone you want to thank today? Yes, I would love to thank some of my family members, including my niece, Samia Cruz Lopez, my brother, Stephen Lopez, and Donnie and Davian as well, their cousins. So it's really great. And how about you, David? Any special shout outs? My special thanks is to Kathleen McInerney, better known by her stage name, Veronica Taylor, who dubbed Ash Ketchum in the English version of Pokemon. Corbin, do you want to give any special thanks? Yeah, I want to thank my four siblings, Seth Jefferson, Cambry, and Mikkel, for always listening to this podcast with me. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. And before we go, let's hear who Reed thinks should win in his Thunder versus Lightning debate. I think Lightning should win because you can't have Thunder without it. Excellent point, Reed. Do you have an idea for a knockdown dragout debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We are taking a mid-season break, and we will be back with eight more weekly episodes starting December 2nd. 
We'll also be doing a live virtual Smash Boom Best Halloween debate on October 23rd. Find out more at smashboom.org slash donate. We'll be back soon with more debates. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Pika, Leave you with my Mario impression. Oh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's me, Mario. <laughs> oh, very good. That's awesome.